Yo, what up? It's your boy, JJ Stone, aka O Doctor, and welcome to another episode of Doc Tales. Woo, woo. I think this is episode three. I uh, wanted to talk to you and tell you a story, actually, give you a Doc Tale, or maybe even three Doc Tales. I've had a week of people coming to me, ask me for advice, telling me about their life and their situations, and I'm just thinking to myself, wow. There's a lot of consistent themes going on, kind of like um, something always comes in threes. However you want to put that death, something comes in threes. But I have very similar stories come up. And I think that also happens when you, you know, people try to put certain things into the atmosphere, into the ethos. But I think if you hear one story and maybe you might express it to someone else, then someone else can give you another related story or situation to them that corresponds with that. So next thing you know, you're in a tumbling cycle of the same kind of stories going around. And I think that's where I got caught up this uh, last week. So these aren't my tales, but these are other people's tales that were told to me. And I'm not mentioning no names. And hopefully they don't even bother listening to this. So nobody gets mad or annoyed. But how are you going to get mad or annoyed? You told me. And you didn't tell me it was off the record. So, you know, just assume everybody's a journalist and they're going to be spreading your business in the streets. Anyway, so let's start with the first one. A buddy of mine tells me that his parents are separating. They're older. They're like in their mid-60s. And he's mad at his dad because uh, apparently his mom came home and his dad was already packed up most of his stuff. She came home early from work and he was taking out the last of his stuff. So they got into a thing. She's like, fine, get out, whatever. I don't want you here anyway. You don't want to be here. All that stuff. So he was very mad at his dad. I can't believe she skipped out on me. I mean, not me. Skipped out on my de- on my mom. Can't believe he left her like that. Why would he do that? You know, he's supposed to be better than that. Da, 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 all those things. Basically, on the mom's side, not the dad's side. You know, I'm not talking to him anymore. I can't respect him. Da, 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 down the line. But I said, hey, you know, have you talked to your dad yet? No. Well, if you didn't talk to your dad, didn't you hear his side of the story? What side of stories to listen to? You know what I mean? My dad did what he did. And he did that to my mom. I left my mom like that. That ain't right. And I said, well, you know, he probably had a reason to leave. So why don't you just wait and talk to your dad? You know? And so his whole statement was, well, matter of fact, I told my mom I don't want to be in it. and ain't got nothing to do with me. I was like, well, you're already kind of in it if you're taking your mom's side. You know? So if you're not going to be in it, then you shouldn't mind talking to your dad or talking to your mom. To which, you know, people never like to listen to reason when they're upset. So he got annoyed and went about his way. Comes back to me and he's like, oh, man, you were right. You know, I took what you said to heart. And, you know, my dad reached out to me, tried to talk to me because my brother and sister really weren't talking to him. And so he basically explained that, you know, um, him and my mom, you know, they weren't arguing or anything, but uh, they'd go out and she wouldn't have any input on what she wanted to do. She wouldn't talk to him. They didn't have any kind of like real relationship. She never wanted to do anything with him anymore. And he just wasn't having fun. He was, his life was just stagnant. And he didn't like it anymore. So he met somebody at work, started talking to them. And then uh, the thing that like made him go over the edge and really start seeing his woman is because he found out that my mom had ran up a credit card with $35,000 in debt on it and she hadn't been paying the mortgage on the house and so the house is going to go for sheriff's sale at some point and i'm like whoa and he's like yeah and he's like the worst part is my dad says she did it when we were younger 
and he stayed with her and they worked out they filed bankruptcy and they paid the money back and did whatever they had to do to get back on their feet and he's like i spent 10 years of my life uh being struggling for that same situation he's like i'm too old for that now i'm not gonna do it you know and i thought to myself i've been to your parents house like Where's the TVs or the new couches? Ain't no new furniture. Ain't no new TVs. I'm like, the cars are relatively whatever. I'm like, how are you not paying your mortgage? And you got so much debt. And where's the money? And he's like, well, that was the other thing. My dad said that she would spend a lot of the money on giving people presents and buying people clothes and buying stuff for other people and things like that. And that's where a lot of the money went. So he was paying money and he's going to be paying money and interest on things that he even have nothing he can see for. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, how do you not know that somebody's racking up that kind of debt? How do you not think about that? How do you not realize you're not paying the mortgage? And I'm like, how could you be in a relationship with somebody and not know what that was? Like, that's so crazy to me. So, you know, the dad has moved out and the mom is in the house until they get kicked out of the house or do whatever they're going to do. But I'm like, well, see, you can't be mad at him. You know, he did what he felt he had to do. That's on both of them. They're adults. They got to figure that out and do what they got to do. But you're always going to be their son. Yeah, I mean, he's grown, too. He's in his early 30s, so it's not like he's a kid or anything like that. But, you know, it's always still tough when your parents get separated or whatnot, I'm sure. the um, That story rolled into another story with me uh, where I was at my buddy's uh, shop. You know, guys just sitting around talking, shooting a bird. I should record one of those conversations sometime because we be talking about some wild stuff when you just stick five dudes in a garage chopping it up. But um, he told me that a higher level police officer, I think it goes captain, chief, lieutenant or something, whatever it is, third from the top. This guy was going to be retiring in six months. He goes into work. His uh, buddies say, oh, you're selling the house? And he's like, what do you mean you're selling the house? And he's like, I think this is your address. I saw it in the paper. Your house is up for sheriff's sale. And he said, no, that must be a mistake. My house is not for sale. I'm not selling the house. The mortgage is almost paid off. I'm not definitely not selling the house. So he um, calls into the mortgage company and finds out that the mortgage hasn't been, been paid for a year or two years or something crazy like that. And he's like, what? Why isn't the mortgage been paid? So he calls his wife. His wife's not answering. He goes home. Long story short, she has been paying the mortgage. She took out uh, three credit cards in his name and her name. And she's over $120,000 in debt. And uh, I just think to myself, first of all, you got to be the worst cop in the world. You can't detect that something's wrong in your home to not realize that something's not right. Like, how? How do, how how did somebody get away with this? You don't pay your mortgage. Okay, maybe you're just unattentive guy. You don't ever check the mail or see uh, sign notices coming in the mail. Or you don't see a lot of bills coming in the mail. But is she not shopping? Is she not buying all kinds of stuff? Do you not think like, man, do we have the money for all this? Can we afford this? Why are you shopping all the time? You need to stop shopping so much. Like, you don't question any of that. How does that, how does somebody run up? I'm trying to ask this question. So if you've heard somebody in this situation, you know, leave me a comment, shoot me a tweet, you know, tell me it's common. I just, I don't realize how you can go so far into debt without your partner knowing, like, was she allowing him to cash his checks 
and then had a separate bank account. So he saw money in his account. So things that he went to go pay for were always paid because how did he never not get a decline or overcharge or overdraft? Like how did he never see that something was wrong over the last two years? And come to find out that, see, this is when you got to find out if you got good friends or not. I assume this guy's not a good dude because one of the guys was like, yeah, I heard uh, the wife was asking a whole bunch of people to sign credit cards out in his name to use their address if she gave him all the information. And I'm thinking, if you're halfway decent friends, even if you're friends with both of them, how do you not tell the guy, like, hey, you know, she got trying to get me to sign a credit card off in your name. You might want to check with her about this. Like, how does that not even come into somebody's mind frame? How can you possibly get away with all that money? You you have to be an absent person in a relationship. That that's got to be on you. I don't. I can't imagine how that's possible. I just it literally blows my mind. A hundred thousand dollars, and your home is in forfeit. So you had to refinance his house, pay off all the bills, and you know again I'm thinking oh, she's lucky that. He didn't come home and act like there's a home invasion and blow her away or something, you know, but obviously his friends and everybody knew that there was a sheriff's on the house, so he couldn't even accidentally shoot her if he wanted to. But I, I, how do you even stay with somebody like that? How do you how do you even like be with someone? Um, I was with one girl ever that stole from me and I didn't realize she stole from me until I broke up with her. Now, I broke up with her over other things, so I don't know if she stole it because of the breakup or if she stole because she was, like, a thief. I mean, I guess I guess I can't think she stole because she was a thief because I was with her for, like, a year, maybe, and uh, stuff was never missing. But towards the end, stuff got bad in a relationship, like, we were annoyed with each other and, you know, one of those where you try to break up with somebody, but, you know, they don't want to go and... Whatever, they try to be nice and change their ways, but you know they're not going to change. But anyway, at the end of the day, stuff ended up missing. And I'm like, well, good for you. Never called, never asked for it back, never went through the whole rigmarole. Why would you do that to me? All that kind of stuff. When I cut ties, I'm just trying to cut these ties. I don't want no parts. I ain't got time for the drama llama. You know, occasionally you get caught up in it because you get caught up in it, but I don't want it. I don't want to see it. I don't have to deal with it. I don't want to be it. So I try to let things go. Now, I, I've i heard stories like this before. It's rare that I hear that guys do this kind of thing. You know, I mean, the, in the one instance, the one woman worked. In the other instance, the other one was a stay-at-home wife. But, I mean, so you can't say, oh, well, she was homebody. She was bored, so she spent all this money. The other one was working, had income coming in. She still spent too much money. And I know you, you just don't ever hear about it being the opposite way about guys doing stuff like that. I can't think of the worst thing I hear about guys doing when they overspend money or they spend money on something is they go try and buy a car and it's usually something way out of their league, something they can't afford stuff like that, but not just spending a, women, women. I don't know. It's, it, it would be hard for a guy to get away with doing that because women just be on top of stuff. They care. They're involved. And I guess that's the best key of this situation is to be involved in your finances be involved in your life worry about your bills worry about what's going on especially when you're bringing in income ask questions you can't just sit there and not care about things that involve you in your life and expect somebody else to take care of you i mean even if you have a partnership and the other person's doing their part and you're you think you're doing your part you still got to check in every once in a while and if you're not checking in you should check in 
Just just take a beat and ask, hey, what's a bank account look like? Unless you've got like uh, separate bank accounts, which I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a separate bank account person just because it's easier. Like, okay, you pay the mortgage. I pay the bills. We split it up like that as opposed to like a joint fund where I guess I'm just a loaner. I know people do joint funds. I know when you're in a committed relationship, you're supposed to do joint funds. I, I, I just never been of that mentality. And I know a few people that are like that too. But in this instance, oh my God, if you are a joint person, if you're married, if you're just, if you don't check your bills and you're married or in a long term relationship, check your bills. What's in your wallet? Go find out. You need to know. Uh, it's, I don't know. Next time you're on vacation, it's a home vacation. Get the mail every day. Check the mail. See how many bills are coming in. Just ooh, pay attention. Act like you care. Now, my last story. See, I'm blowing through these because, like I said, it's not really too much of these stories. There's more to it, but you get the general point. I'm not going to bore you with extra details. But a friend hit me up, haven't talked to him in maybe seven, eight years. Uh, he ran into another friend of mine, asked how I was doing, wanted to talk to me, blah, 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 blah. You know, basically, he wanted some of that old doctor, number one advisor on the Internet conversation to go down. And I met up with him. This is a real sweet Italian man. Like he is extra overly Italian, Italian, Italian. He's the kind of guy that has a water fountain that's 10 feet tall with 10 spouts spraying water in it and a very nice development but a development where he's the only one with a huge water fountain in the front no one else has no one else even has like a koi pond in the front and this guy's got the marble thing flown from italy looking like it's a restaurant thing he's that kind of italian he's the show-off italian uh (laughs) kind of guy nothing wrong with italians i'm just saying trying to paint a little picture for you and uh, he was telling me that he uh, broke up with his wife two years ago. Now, let me tell you, whew, his wife was gorgeous. She was fine and she was always flirty. Uh, they had a child together, but you could tell that she was just a flirty wife. One of those wives that was bored and you could talk to her if you wanted to. If you're in that kind of frame of mind, uh, I'm just going to leave that that. But she was gorgeous. She is gorgeous. I'm sure she is. She's gorgeous. So he tells me he breaks up with her. They get divorced. And I was like, oh, well, what happened? He's like, well, she cheated on me. And I'm like, OK, you know, again, I already told you she was flirty. So I kind of saw that coming. But he goes on to tell me that he was dating this girl. She's Brazilian. She's from um, uh, New York and she owned a cleaning company with her parents and one other employee, and she owned it. She was well off, and they started dating, and they hit it off. And uh, every time they go out, though, she would get really drunk, and then sometimes she would get violent. And he's a very meek, nice, pushover, do-whatever-you-want type of person. And he accepted it for, like, six months. Then they go out to Atlantic City, and they're in a timeshare that his family owns. And uh, she gets drunk and she's belligerent. And he finally is like, look, you can't embarrass me here. My family's been coming here for years. We can't have an issue here. I don't want to deal with it. And so she keeps carrying on. He calls security. They ask quarter out. She has to find her own way home back up to New York. He doesn't see her for six months. And he's like, we're just done because I just couldn't handle that kind of relationship. So now six months that she was gone, he dates another girl. She cheats on him. <laughs> he dates another girl. She cheats on him. 
messed around with her older ex or whatever. And then after the second one cheated on him, that night he called the Brazilian uh, angry drinker. I miss you. What's going on? She comes down. They hang out for a week. They refall in love, love, love. And three months later, she's selling her business with her parents and moving in with him. Now, she's got a good nest egg of money, but she's moved in with him. She's not working. And she starts pressuring him to get married. Three months after that, he gets her a ring and then they get married. So I'm like, so you knew her for like four to six months. She drunk a lot. You got in arguments. You got in fights. You broke up with her. You messed with somebody else. You got rid of them. You bring her back and then you just quickly marry her. I guess she wasn't being as drunk and belligerent in those three months. So he thought he could get engaged. He thought everything was going to work out. She's 15 years younger than him. And now she's bored all the time because she doesn't work. He works from home. He has a home business. He does very well for himself. Remember I told you 10 foot marble thingy, thingy, thingy. Benz is in the driveway. They got, they got money. He's got money. And he's like, all she wants to do is go out and drink with her friends and hang out with her friends and party. And, you know, I don't, I don't do that stuff. Like I, I work and I, I travel and, you know, but she's just ungrateful and she doesn't seem happy. And I can't make her happy these last like four months. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't make her happy? He's like, I don't know what to do. I took her on a month cruise around the world. We went everywhere. And I'm like, a month? He's like, we went for five weeks. We went all over the world. Everywhere you think of, you name it, we went. And she just wasn't happy. And I'm like, well, what do you more do you want me to do? You know, people don't go on trips like this. I, I, I've been taking you on trips. We go on trips. She's like, oh, I just want to go out with my friends and drink. And I'm like, hmm. One, that's what happens with older women. I mean, younger women, pardon my French. Uh, two, that's what happens with somebody who you just date real quick and get married to. You don't have the right mindset to know who they are. And I asked, I said, did you get a prenup? No, 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 I didn't get a prenup. I don't need a prenup. I, uh, I, I know her. And I'm thinking, you've been married for a year. You dated her for six months before that, after you got married. So you, you technically known her for a full year before you got married. And then two years conning the courting on and off and the marriage. I was like, that's insane, bro. No wonder you're not compatible. No wonder she's complaining. You didn't know her enough to know. And you didn't get a prenup. You know, I don't care if she sold her business. She's got money. You got money, bro. And you didn't get a prenup. And I know you're paying your ex and you're paying for your daughter. Oh, yeah, bro. How's your daughter? She was super cute when I saw her. She was a little kid. Last time I saw her, she was three, four. So she's got to be like 13 maybe now. Oh, well. I don't really see her anymore because uh, my new wife doesn't like me talking to my ex-wife and my heart broke. I almost wanted to punch him in his face. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to kick him out the car. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't see your daughter? He's like, well, she doesn't really like me talking to my ex, so I can't really bring my daughter around because she doesn't want me to have anything to do with her. And I'm like, uh, but that's your daughter. Well, she, she understands. She understands. And I'm like, oh, my God. So here you are changing your whole life for a woman that you don't even know. You don't even know this woman. Oh my God. You don't know her. And you're just, you're ignoring your child. And I'm thinking, so your child thinks it's cool. I'm sure you provide 
ample money. Again, the guy's got money. So I'm sure he's throwing out money and the kid's comfortable and well off. But kids still want their parents around. Girls still want their dads around. And she's older now, too. So she really understands that you're ditching her for some other chick. Like some other chick comes before your daughter. No chick comes before your daughter. Your wife shouldn't even come before your daughter. You're, the kid's yours always. Your wife could change her mind. Your kid's always going to be your kid. Like I, I was so vomitous. I just was like, bro, really? He's like, yeah, you know. And this whole time we're talking out in the car because he didn't want to, he didn't want to come inside because he didn't want his uh, new wife to hear or whatever. And she comes outside and she's like, oh, I'm going out to the shop, right? Because I didn't know where, where you were. And there was a car in the driveway. I didn't know what car it was. So I'm going to leave. She's like, no, no, no. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. And I'm starting thinking, like, that's why you get cheated on by chicks. You're not a man. You placate. You kowtow to them at every whim. And I have no problem supporting a woman, loving a woman, rubbing her feet, rubbing her back, rubbing her butt. I'm all bowdy bowdy being that man that takes care of his woman. But when she wants to go to the grocery store, you let her go to the grocery store by herself. If you're talking to your friend and that's just a microcosm of what that guy's doing wrong, because if everybody's cheating on you, you must not be throwing it down in the bedroom or you must not be doing the extra perks in the bedroom. You're doing something wrong that all these chicks are just cheating on you and they're just treating you in the old kind of way. You're too nice. You're too nice. You're too nice. And what kind of woman will respect you for not being take care of your child? Women are attracted to me because of the way I do treat my daughter. I have women tell me all the time, it is so awesome the way you treat your daughter. Because in their mind, shoot, if you treat her that well, you treat me half as well as that, and I'll be having something. You know, so for you not to take care of your child or be involved in her life or care what's going on is disgusting. And I'm like, wow, bro. And he didn't play it down like, oh, I only see her like once a month. It was like, I don't see my kid. I don't have any dealings with my kid because she doesn't want me dealing with my ex. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're killing me, Smalls. Absolutely killing me. So I just can't with that kind of information. That's not a story. I'm just like, I can't. I I. I just kind of lost all respect for the dude. He's like, oh, let's go out and have drinks. Let's go out and have dinner. I'm like, I'm glad I haven't talked to you in 10 years. I hope I don't talk to you for another 10 years. And maybe your daughter won't be on a stripper pole or, you know, doing something crazy with herself. You know, not that that's where you have to end up. But if you're not taking care of your kids, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a man and as an adult, as far as I'm concerned. And I can't stand it. It drives me absolutely crazy. Uh, What else? I guess I shouldn't say anymore. I'm kind of keep this one short today. I think I'm going to sneak out to South by Southwest for the weekend. Hang out with the Diamond Club. Hang out with Brushwood, Justin, Rob. Everybody who goes out there. I haven't been in a few years. Apparently, you know, the shark jumped tank and the moon and all that kind of stuff. But I usually just go to hang out with people's anyway. I don't get a lanyard. I don't listen to anybody speak. Anybody who says anything that's valid, they've already written it and blogged about it and posted about it a million times. And I can spend my time leisurely reading those articles or watching those speeches on my own dime. The best part about going to conferences in general is you get to meet people, hang out with your old friends, make new friends, chat it out, live the dream, get some hugs in. And uh, that's what I think I'm going to do down in South by. Got to make sure I don't get arrested for jaywalking or beat up or anything like that. I think the city's pretty much on their best behavior during conference time, but the president's going to be there and his wife's going to be there. I have no clue why, but you know, again, 
just trying to go and I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's irking the mess out of me. So whatever. I think that's it. I haven't done anything else. Going to go see um, Zootopia tomorrow with Leah and her little punk friends. She's a good kid. I got a good kid. We usually go see stuff open at night. And around here, there's a $5 Tuesday where the tickets are 5 bucks. So if I take her and her and I go, it's usually like 23 bucks plus all the stuff we get. And I said, hey, if you don't want to go tonight, I'll take all of your friends. I'll pick all you guys up from school. We'll go right after school. Which one would you prefer? She was like, I can wait this time and go see all my friends. It's like, good cost. Now I'm going to take all these kids. It's only going to cost me 25 bucks, $2 more than taking just me and her. Maybe stop off at Target or Walmart, get me some cheap candy. You know what I mean? Throw it in a backpack player, save them dollars, trying to save that money. Hey, because when you take four kids to the movies, which I've done without doing all of that stuff, I don't know how people with large families do it. I don't even have a, like a wife or a spouse, but the last time I took her and four friends, I spent like $120 and I wanted to shoot myself. I was like, this movie better be the best movie in the world. You guys need to shut up and be quiet. Like, and that's the other thing too. Other people's kids aren't trained. Like my daughter trained. Like my daughter knows if you got something to say, you think something's funny, you whisper it, you say it quick and you shut up. You don't just talk and rabble throughout the movie about something that doesn't have to be on. It has to be on topic. If you're talking, it's got to be on topic, on time, be relevant. Otherwise, be quiet. We spent too much money to get up in this theater to hear you yipping and yapping. So her friends, the one time we took them, she's just like, look, if you're not going to say anything important, you really need to stop talking and watch this movie. My dad spends too much money at this movie for you to be talking. <laughs> and I was like, I love you so much. You were, you were the apple of my eye. You are the sunshine of my life. Yeah. I'm just like, yo. School you little punk friends and keep them in line so I don't have to. Because that's how we get down. Love my daughter. Hope you love your kids if you got kids. If you don't have kids, love somebody else's kids and then give them back. That's the best way to do it. Renting them is the fun way to get them. Uh, I'm your boy, DJ Stone, a.k.a. Doctor. I know it's a short Doc Tales, but I have more stuff to talk about next week. And so I'll probably go over time. Maybe I'll even do some of my, my interviews with somebody else and get somebody else on the mic for my Doc Tales. Woo! Oh, woo! <laughs>